Plus an average below par radio show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just called to say. And they decided to have a bit of a wrestle. My brother got my mum in a move called the spider. A bit of context, she's five foot one and weighs about 50 kilos. My brother's about 85. Gets her in the spider. Anyway, she can't dance anymore. And then wakes up in the morning, she's got a broken rib. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Welcome to your Wednesday night. Tonight, Ollie, very Triple M of me, I'm going to be giving you fashion advice. Oh, brilliant, Tom. I reckon there's something that everyone's doing tonight. Sorry, before we move on, there is a little part of that opener that's a caller from last night's show. Yeah. And I've just seen that our our guest tonight, our esteemed guest, Tom Gleeson, Yes. Good evening. You were a bit confused by that. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. No, I'm not cla- a regular listener. Can I clarify? Because it, it sounded like without context, yeah. uh, a, a brother having a go at his mum and wrestling his mum. They were right. play fighting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he had his mum in an arm wrestle in a, in a headlock, yeah. and then he did break her rib by accident. Oh, okay. By accident, by but accident. not on purpose. No, very important to clarify. Okay, hey, but a very big hello to Tom Gleeson. How oh, are we doing, Thank you mate? very much. Um, I thought I'd come in because I, I used to do evenings on Triple M. Did you? And I know how hard it is to get guests. <laughs> so I came in out of a sense of charity. You're very nice, Tom Gleeson. And Thank I, you so and much. a sense of loyalty to Triple M. Yeah. This kind of tune gets played a bit on Triple M? No, not really. Oh, this is the band I used to be in, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are they called again? Uh, the Fantastic Leslie. And this yeah. song's called? Um, Great Life. It is. Yes. Oh, it's very it. well done. It's been, it, it was written by Andrew Hansen from The Chaser, but I played drums in this band. I yeah. didn't know you were such a talent. We're going to get to your many talents uh, after a song or two. But, uh, Tom, as you say, big show. Uh, as you said, fashion advice mm. later on the show. We but had a segment yeah. where we gave fashion advice. There you oh. go. This is Do a much pain in heaven. Our show was called The Tom and Subby Show. This is The Tom and Ollie Show. <laughs> yep. It's Brilliant. like I've been nowhere. Oh, mate. mate. I feel Some like things I haven't achieved change. anything and I'm back to where I was. This is going to be great. Tom Gleason. <laughs> hanging out with us. You are on Triple M with Tom, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Bowie on Triple M with Tom and Ollie and we have questions. Tom, in radio school, they always say start the show with the best stuff and that's why uh, right now we have uh, in the studio with us uh, the host of Hard Quiz, his own show, Hard Chat from the Weekly, back in the day, Skit House and of course, Tom, Australia's brainiest radio star winner, 2006, Tom Gleeson. Oh, Oh, yeah. That was was a sweet victory. (laughs) You're a smart guy. Well, it was... Well... It was Australia's brainiest radio star, and as you understand, that's a low bar right there. Okay? <laughs> and I won known, it, but known. I was up against Joe Stanley, who was on radio at the time. Okay. And uh, yeah, and who else was I up against? I just got to remember. And, and it, the great thing about it was, it was I'd actually been fired from Triple M the day before. Oh, <laughs> no. You're being so, too smart. No, I'd been fired from Triple M, and then a day later, I had to go and do Australia's brainiest radio star. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, I didn't want to cancel the gig. It's like, well, I'm not going to cancel that gig because of that gig. No. And then I, so anyway, anyway, there was a story in the paper, which was quite delicious that said that I was, um, that I was, I said, <laughs> I said I got fired from Triple M for being too smart. Uh, <laughs> well, good. it could happen. Yeah. It's, it can be scary having a brain around yeah. here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's risky. I mean, I've got Tom Bainbridge here who's <laughs> currently reading Harry Potter again because yeah. that's where his brain's at. Mate, why not yeah. give it another go? Why not give it another go? Anyway, like? Tom, uh, as I said, you know, quite a, a list of, of stuff you've got going on. You've got your own show now, yes. hosting Hard Quiz. Yes. Uh, Tom, you've also been comparing Tom's hosting skills because you also want to host TV. Did you yeah. want to ask Tom? Ollie thinks that I'm the next. 
next Grant Denyer. Oh, really? Tom. Yeah, yes. you, well, I can yeah. see the similarities. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. What I, I always find uh, funny, someone hosting a show, I, I watched the start of an old episode of Hard Quiz. Yeah. Um, because, of course, it returns tonight at 8 o'clock on ABC and on iView. But is it a weird thing hosting a show? Because you're just up there by yourself. You've got some written gags and then you have to throw to these people who really want their five minutes of fame. Is it a strange thing? No, no, it's it's a thrill. Yeah, it's better right. than radio. <laughs> is it? But yeah, first of all, much bigger audience, which is great. <laughs> and also, you're you're the only one. You're the only performer in the middle of it. You're the yeah. host. Everything relies on you. Yeah. So everyone has to listen to what you got to say. Well, See, it's cr- not like working in a duo, which is very <laughs> can be very frustrating. Competing. Yeah, you're competing and yeah. your right. co-host letting you down. <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. Happens a lot. But Tom, hosting, it's just it's all it's all clear air. Yeah, well, but I got crippling anxiety, so I don't think I'd work very well with that. Well, this show right now is just Tom and Ollie with you hosting Tom oh, Bainbridge or, or, or panelling or yeah. just doing the MC role. So yeah, if you could just right. go to a song in about uh, two minutes, Tom, yeah, whilst Gleason and I chat. Hey, you got um, a lot of success from uh, Hard Chat, which was on the weekly, yes. which um, was a big hit. You being somewhat rude and blunt to people. Um, uh, direct and, yeah. and, and honest. Yeah, yeah true. Did yeah. Any, anyone not, not take it too well and you had to do a bit of damage control? Uh, no, well, it's, whenever anyone does hard chat, it's like they're in on the joke before they start. Mm. And they're usually people that have done a lot of media. Mm. So it's like, I don't know, it's like upside down world. It's like yeah. everything's the opposite of what you should be doing. So, you know, for, for, for some TV stars who have gone and done all these different interviews, mm. they can turn up to my interview and just <laughs> absolutely <there>. trash themselves. <laughs> and I think they enjoy that. Star. Yes. Well, he, he's a perfect example. I mean, you know, he was doing... Three and a half hours of live TV every day, and yeah. and he gets to go on and just cause trouble on another network. So yeah, it's kind of like it's like muck up day. It's like a little, you know, side project for yeah. them. So usually they don't mind. I mean, have people been offended on? Every now and then I do see their their spirit break <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, like they're yeah. All, like that. like. White Roy was a good one. He he was a politician who who got booted out in the 2016 election. He was part of Turnbull's group who who uh, replaced Abbott. Yeah, and he. He he just relaxed into his chair for a moment. He said, "Oh, this is actually really easy, Tom. It's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be." And then I said, "All oh, right, okay. Was it fun putting your knife into Abbott's back?" And then you could see the blood drain from his face. Brilliant. And he thought you could see him thinking, "Oh man, I might have made a mistake." Well, that's um that's our chat about hard quiz and hard chat done. Yeah. I think Tom, we yes. want to actually. Hey, do you want me to say how? I'll just say yeah. <clears throat> Hard Quiz returns tonight at 8pm on ABC and ABC iView. But stick here because our show is on at the same time. Thank you, panellist. you might be podcasting this, in in which case go to iView uh, to catch up on Hard Quiz as well. But if you are listening to this show... I implore you to go to the network yeah. and, and watch the TV show there and don't listen to this yeah. show. And I That's why you, I'm here. No, I, I implore you not to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I am here to tell you <laughs> to do that. Now, Tom, now, Tom sorry. All stop. right, no, no, hang on. No, I know Triple M has its own obligations, and, yeah. and but the, yeah. the truth is you are both employees of Triple M, right? Yes, yes. Do you pay your taxes? You're not. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> You've been fine. You both pay your taxes. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing all your listeners, you also pay your taxes. Get your money's worth. Tune in to ABC. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay good. Up, Let's up. pivot because your show's Great, but or, I wanna, or even ABC Radio. I want to tap into care. the fact that you're a father. <laughs> Let's Tom do that up Gleason. next. Let's okay. do that up next. This is Greta Van Fleet, Highway Tune. Tom Gleason is hanging right. out with us. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. 
Highway Tune, Greta Van Fleet, you are with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, and we have questions. We're also joined by Tom Gleeson. Yes. Hard quiz returns tonight. Yeah, I'm here. At, at 8 o'clock on the ABC. Yeah, watch it now. Actually, just watch 7.30 Report with Lee Sales. <laughs> oh, she's good, isn't she? Now, and um, no, don't stick, listen to this. Stick yeah. around for the for the fashion chat. <laughs> now, uh, Tom Gleeson, you're a, you're a father, so we want to um, reintroduce uh, something we tried last week, which is a bit of fun. It's called Daddy Issues. Yes. The full title, uh, Tom has spent a bit of time singing it, so why don't we have a listen? Yeah, we'll do the long one. Daddy issues that I wish you solved. Need all the daddies to get involved. Close your eyes and call us now, cause there's things to share. It's quite long. Daddy <laughs> issues are on the air. Yeah. Uh oh. Someone had some daddy issues. Brilliant, Tom. Well, some of your best work. Um, uh, we aren't dads, though, but you are Tom Gleeson. So one triple three five three. If you're a father who has some kind of issue, problem, an irk that is uh, bugging you, mm, yeah. now is the chance to call up and dissect that issue, that fatherly issue, with Tom Gleeson. Yeah, put it to Tom. Uh, yeah, and we we will work out if there's something more at play or if there's not. I'll explain what that's about in a minute. But if yeah. you're a dad with a daddy issue, one triple three five three. What is your problem? This is Piano Man Billy Joel with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We're also joined by Tom Gleeson, host of Hard Quiz, which returns tonight at eight o'clock. Tom, thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. Oh, that's no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to be in my old. Workplace, yes, but you said before you got fired from Triple M. Do you want to yeah. open up as to why before we get to the daddy issue stuff? Oh, they asked me to do breakfast in Adelaide and I said no. That's oh. what happened, yeah. Oh, well, we broadcast to Adelaide. Do you want to say anything? No, about? no, I mean, I love Adelaide. I'm doing the Adelaide Fringe, yeah, I'm that's as far as you'll there. go. You won't live there, though. Well, that's all. Well, that's that's how I get to perform in the evening and get paid more money than I was going to be paid to go and do breakfast radio. All right, Good. let's get into daddy issues. Daddy issues are only. As you know, Tom Gleeson, we are Triple M, a male-focused station. We like to extend uh, the chance for men, particularly fathers in this instance, to seek help with an issue they might have. Unashamedly male. Unashamedly male. That's right. So 13353, we've asked if you are a father with a problem. What we're going to do is we're going to hear your dad issue. Mm. But we thought, Tom Gleeson, you're a father. It might be um, worthwhile just dissecting the issue this this father has and working out, is is it a dad issue simply or is it more complex Daddy issue. Okay. Dad or daddy issue. Yeah. That which... could be a radio show on Triple M, by the way. It's dad and the daddy. <laughs> Don would love that, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, would. Doesn't mind a daddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've also, this is so confusing, we've got a third No, we just got Beto. we got yeah, Beto we'll on the phone. Beto. Hey, Beto. How are you doing? G'day, boys. I'm well. How are you? Good, mate. Beto, you're, um, you've got a father issue. We're going to work out for you whether it is simply a father issue or a deeper daddy issue. Are you Take okay away. with that? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty big issue. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, so my daughter, right, Harper, she's she's six months old and she go. sleeps with a dummy. And uh, while she's while she's calmly asleep, but you, you know, during her nap, she'll she'll take the dummy out of her mouth and she'll throw it somewhere. Okay. And right. so then she, about so half an hour or so later, she'll mm. wake up and she'll go, "Oi, where's my dummy?" And she'll start cracking it, and she'll be crying and screaming. Okay. Wake my partner and I all up, right. yeah. and so I'll, as the dad, I'll yeah. come in and I'll, I'll go. All right, all right. Let's calm the baby. Let's put her to sleep. Right. Where's the dummy? Okay. Well, I've, you I've can't got find this. It. Yep. I've got it. I've got it sorted, Beto. 
Beto, you right there have a dad issue. Okay, that's oh, your that's... dad issue. Okay. Yes. But yeah. it sounds like whenever she throws a dummy away, you just pick it up and give it back to her so she gets whatever she wants. See, later in life, <laughs> she when your to... daughter is only attracted to men who retrieve things she throws away, <laughs> she will have a daddy issue. Oh, no. Yeah, but the problem is, Tom, my yeah. daughter is used to, you know, someone getting into her room, turning on the light, and then looking for whatever she wants. So that's an issue, isn't it? Is yeah, it, no, but I'm saying that's, a, that's going to be a daddy issue for her later in life. Right. When so, she, but it's a, you know, a when dad issue for me. It's, so, a, it's yeah. a dad issue for you. No, no, we, it, we, it would be a daddy issue <laughs> if, if, uh, if, if your dad threw a dummy around and made you pick it up. Then that would be your daddy issue. I'm but sorry. you have a dad issue. Beto, we thought that we were going to be um, telling you whether you had a daddy issue yourself, but it turns out his daughter does. I'm, I'm, I'm a... I was, I was, I'm predicting a daddy issue. Well, Beto, I hope that helps. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's being less than useful, but uh, yeah, thanks. Oh. Well, she's very oh. young to have the issues, but uh, it's yeah. worth knowing now, isn't it? And, uh, that's, that's when issues develop. Yes. They develop very early in life. So it turns out if we had, if we had a sound effect time, we'd now go, daddy issue. Yeah, we, don't, <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have I that. I didn't make that. I didn't make and that. And Mr. Gleason, you actually have a degree in maths and science, so yes. it makes sense that you would be doing such things. I did a bit of psychology. That's why I, I said that with such confidence. <laughs> good. That's very good. Hey, yeah, as well as hard quiz returning tonight at 8 o'clock, you've got, you're touring all around the country. Country. Yes, yes, so I'm doing a stand-up tour. Yeah. It uh, starts in Perth this weekend, which is sold out. But then Adelaide Fringe, Brisbane, I'm at the Performing Arts Centre in the Concert Hall. Yeah, so the I'd Concert love to Hall, see yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you going to sing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to project my voice mostly. <laughs> You're also going to the Melbourne uh, International Comedy Festival in Yeah, March the Comedy Theatre and the Opera House in Sydney. And, and, yeah. and then way down in August, you're going to Sydney. You can get uh, tickets at comedy.com.au. How would you get that URL? That's a good yeah. website. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't get it. Uh, the, the company that produces my shows got it. Good on them. And I'm glad that they're give, very professional. Give them a shout out. Yeah. Okay. Comedy.com.au. Thank you very much, Tom Gleeson. Thank you. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie. It's like talk back that talks back. Never call again, Des. Never call again. Who put Des through? Triple M. Oh, so nice to have Tom Gleeson in here. Hard hard quiz, of course. Returns tonight at 8 o'clock on ABC and on IBM. Yeah, just back to the normal Tom and Ollie now. <laughs> no Tom and Ollie with Tom doing the button pushing. You annoyed at that, mate. I don't know. He's a great guy. Hey, he's got a brain. Uh, Ollie, there's one thing that people know about me. Hang on, did you say I don't gay. have a brain? Gay. Let's move on. What's the one thing you know about you? Uh, I'm very good at fashion. I mean, look at what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a, st- I'm wearing a safari shirt. Don't love your shirt, but you do like fashion, yes? I'm on the pulse with fashion, Ollie, and I have discovered a product that every man is using. And if you're not using it, you're missing out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal it to you up next. Tom's big call. Oh, shut up. This is Foo Fighters on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, where you have questions. After 8 o'clock, if you've been seeing Brexit in the news and going, what the hell is this Brexit thing? Well, don't worry. We've got Brexit for beginners after 8. Ollie, there's one thing that I'm good at. There's one thing that I'm hired for. Maybe a token hire, maybe a gay mm-hmm. man. Yeah, big time, yeah. Because I'm that, there's one thing I'm good at. It's fashion. Oh, yeah? That's what I'm good at, fashion. Man, I'm across it. I'm across the catwalks. No, you're not. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm across the sh- Chanel number five. I know all these fashionable things, right? I, but I'm also a bloke. And that's where these two things come so 
hand in hand, right? Yeah. Because I'm a bloke, but I, you know, I'm into fashion. Well, you often wear, and you are today wearing runners with, yep. uh, with what like a nice shirt, which I think yep. is a terrible combination. So your fashion isn't always on point, but I do concede that you have an eye for what is cool and new. Yeah. Well, I've, I've come across a product that's in the fashion realm. It's to do with, it's a hair product. Mm. So men who have hair issues, listen up, because I'm here to help. Okay. Okay? Okay. It's called sea salt spray. Have you heard of sea salt spray? Uh, well, you will be now. <laughs> oh, Mate, it's awesome. everywhere. Every single man in Australia is using sea salt spray right now. <laughs> Every single man is using sea salt spray. But you just said that uh, men, if you have an issue, yeah. then you've got a product for them, but you're also saying everyone's using it. Do not pick my words apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sea salt spray, Ollie. It's this thing in a can. I've got some here. I've picked the Not Your Mother's brand, which I'm surprised at the name of it. But it's called Beach Babe Texturizing Sea Salt Spray. It's infused with not live sea salt, Ollie. What's live sea salt? Uh, well, it's infused with dead sea salt. <laughs> it's also infused with sea kelp. Right, look, what, yeah. what, what the average blokes out there in their cars driving home from yeah. their trade sites in their utes, what are they? What, Here's the thing. What do they care about Here's this the thing. shtick? You've, you've got your, <clears throat> you've got your Liam Hemsworths. You've got your Chris Hemsworths, right? Hot. They're hot <laughs> babes. Again, but you want to yeah. look like. Yeah. You know what they do? What? They go in the sea. Yeah. They go in the ocean, and that makes them hot. Yes, because they have salty hair. But not all of us can get to the beach every day, and that's where the sea salt spray comes in, bro. Because the <laughs> sea salt spray, you spray it in your hair, serve your hair all day. That sounds like a wind-up, Every mate. single man in Australia is using it. <laughs> I don't think they are, Tom. I really don't think they are. I mean, I love I love my hair. I like getting a haircut. I like looking good. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, use... Yeah, yeah. I have never heard of sea salt spray. Ollie, listen to this. Did you hear that? So that's, it's, the, that's the sea salt spray. Tell me it's not just salty water. No, it's got, it's got sea kelp in it. So, here... I, why do, why do I even know, need to tell you this? Because every single man in Australia is using sea salt spray. <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, let's but debunk this right now because I don't believe you know what you're talking about. One triple three five three eight. Are you an any, idiot? No, are any men using sea salt spray? That well, should be the yeah, question. No, there's mate, full bank of calls. No, full bank. I promise you, if you are using sea salt spray right now, which you obviously are, because every man in Australia is using sea salt spray, then give us a call one triple three five three. Prove Ollie wrong. Are you getting paid for this? I'm not getting paid. It sounds like an ad. I here's the thing: when I come across a good product on the <laughs> yeah. on the fashion desk of Tom Babridge, yeah. <laughs> you haven't got a desk. I, d- I don't. They don't need to pay me. I just. It's just you, good. You I just it. like you it. You just flog it I on the radio. Like it. One triple three five three. There's no calls as yet, which is strange because every man in Australia is using no, sea salt no, spray in their hair. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm going to yeah. take over. No. Are you a man using sea salt spray? I don't believe there are many, if any, Tom. I'd love to hear from you, though. If you are a man on the sea salt spray train, join Tom. He's the conductor right now. Toot, toot. Ollie, watch him flood in. Every man in Australia. It's Boston. More than a feeling. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. After 8 o'clock, I'm going head-to-head with a political scientist over Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) You'll want to stick around for that. It's going to be fun. And would you believe it, Tom, uh, not five minutes ago, you also made uh, an outrageous uh, and I would say downright stupid claim 
that you said every man in Australia is using sea salt spray. No, I didn't. In their hair. You did. No, I didn't. I said every man in Australia <laughs> is using sea salt spray in his hair because it's. Mate, I know fashion. I well, know the pulse of Australia. I know an Aussie well, bloke. Mate, there's no one in this world that knows Aussie a, blokes like I do. I know them claim. inside and out. I know what Shut up. T- it's a stupid claim, Tom. And you don't know fashion because over the weekend, for one, yeah, yeah. you went to a wedding that I was at and you were wearing FXD tradie shorts yep. to a wedding with a fancy shirt. You're an idiot. Yeah, well. That's what I can say to Why that. Why were you mate. wearing tradie shorts? I forgot my good shorts. Shut up. Every man in Australia is using sea salt spray, Ollie. I asked the men I asked the men of Australia to get involved on the phones. No. Those men using sea salt spray, give us a call. One triple three five three. I'll say that number again. One triple three five three. No, I said there are no men doing that, like you've said. Yeah. And I said, call up if you are using sea salt yeah. spray. And no one's called up to say, I've used Shh. sea salt spray. Sure, sure. Ollie, don't tell it's them. It's just salt water. Don't tell the audience that. Don't tell them that no one's called well, up. Well, no one's called up. If you've used sea salt, it's a, it's a great product. Cameron, sure, you've used sea salt spray, oh. haven't you? You've used it in your hair. Every, every man in Australia is using it. Nah, mate. Um, I was actually wondering what actually is sea salt spray. Yeah. <laughs> like most yeah. people, Cameron. Yeah. Like most people. It's So, Cameron, you know the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. I know the beach. You know the, you know the water at the beach, the sea, the salty seawater? Yes. I know all of the salt in the seawater, mate. So, you, you, you bottle that and then you spray it. In your hair. And the advantages of doing this... Surfy uh, hair, bro. Surfy hair. You know, you don't surfy want... hair. Whatever happened to the old gel, mate? Mm, gross. What, you want to look like Vince Colosimo? Oh, mate, you don't go over the board with it, you know? I mean, there's, you know, just, just a nice little dip in the top of the uh, the jar, mate, and just slap it in your hair. Away but, you go. But, but, Ollie, no, don't you... You're not talking here, Cameron, but when you've got the gel in your hair... And the chicks go to touch it. You don't want to feel like you've got a hard head. You want to feel natural. You want to feel fresh. You want to feel like well, the beach, Cameron. Well, well, then why wouldn't you even bother putting any product in your hair in the first place, mate? Can I if come you wanted clean? to feel natural. I'm going to come crazy. And it just defeats the purpose. To you, Tom, and to Cameron. Yeah. I hate to agree with Tom and I hate to side with you, but yeah. I have used the sea salt spray oh that you God. bought in the last couple of hours. And I've got mate. to say... It's Mate, what good. are you doing with Cameron, your life? It's good stuff. It's good, Cameron. It's actually good because it dries out your hair to a level that you can touch. It feels good. You can move it around. And I'm an advocate, Tom. We should go out and start bottling some seawater. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Uh, Tom, we like to be educational where we can in this show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about sea salt spray isn't one of those moments. Oh. But uh, what is, is Brexit? Brexit is a confusing topic, Tom. Uh, no, it's not. It, it, is, it is. No, it's not. I love Mate, politics I can... and I, I am still a bit confused as to where we're at with Brexit. Is Bre- it still going? No, What's the deal? No, no, no. Here's what you don't get. Brexit's easy to understand. I, I don't know why you're getting this next guy. Are on. you saying that you know? Because I refuse to listen to your advice on politics. Man, I hundo percento know what's going on in Brexit. Well, that just shows you don't. Uh, so up next time, we're getting uh, an expert on oh, no, don't get Dr. On. Keith Sutter, who uh, has so many credentials. What's he got? What's he got? What? <laughs> well, we'll get to that, Tom. He's got more than you've got, that's oh, for yeah. sure. But he will explain Brexit for beginners because mm. I, like most people, need answers. Stick around. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. 
It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We also, on a Wednesday night, like to jump in a thing called the Pondering Pond when we open our brains for deep thought of the week. So start thinking. Tom, in our planning meeting today for the show, we discussed that Brexit was uh, around a lot. There's a lot going on over in the UK with Theresa May uh, and the EU. <laughs> and the, the phrase Brexit obviously is encapsulates all of it. Yeah. And I said we should discuss it on the show. We should nah. get an expert on. Nah. And you said that you didn't think we needed an expert. We don't need an expert. Mate. Why, why is that? Because I'm across it. You're across I it. Don't, we don't need an expert on the show. Okay. I can explain Brexit to you. I can break it down. I know you're usually the politics guy, but yeah. for this one, for some reason, I'm way across it. Because okay. you know why? Right. I've been to Europe. Okay, I hear you, Tom. And I don't want to cut you off, but I have organized for uh, Dr. Keith Sutter, who has a podcast called Global Truths with Dr. Keith Sutter. Yeah. He has uh, three doctorates, Tom, chairperson of the International Humanitarian Law Committee of Australian Red yeah. Cross. Yeah. He's the director of studies at the International Law Association yeah. and the managing director of the Global Directors Think Directions Think Tank. Do you want him on or are you, you got it covered? Would explain it better. Good evening, Dr. Keith Sutter. Good evening. Thank you for joining us, uh, Dr. Keith. Uh, you are a man who has uh, many accolades here, mm. and you're a, a globalist, you're a futurist, and you know uh, all about Brexit. Do you believe Tom, uh, a small man from Melbourne with uh, blonde hair and a moustache, when he says he understands Brexit? Well, I'm willing to give him a go. Right, Tom, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, you, you start us off. It's What's very, happening over in the UK right look, now? Here we go. Dr. Keith, you and me, we both know it's very simple to understand. There's, <coughs> excuse me, Britain was involved in the EU. They've decided to get out after a vote that, uh, you know, half of the public apparently uh, didn't even attend. Uh, so they were given false information. They're now exiting out of the EU. There's all these issues. There's Ireland, right? They were part, half of Ireland's part of the EU. The other oh. half isn't. There's a border there. You know, it's complicated, no, but it's not that no, hard. You're embarrassing yourself, Tom. You're clearing your throat and you're saying things like, you know. So it's not a good sign. Dr. Keith, please help us out here. Give us a beginner's yeah. guide to Brexit. We don't need him. Okay. Well, what happened is that in 1973, the United Kingdom joined what, what is now called the European Union. Okay. It was very controversial at the time and has remained controversial. Um, but when the British had a chance to vote on it in the mid-1970s, they voted to remain. Yep. But you always had a lot of people saying that we sh should get out of Europe because Britain's history is based on fighting Europeans, not working with them. Right. So um, in um, this, so the campaign continued one way or another. And then uh, we move up to David Cameron as the Conservative Prime Minister. Yes. And he, to, to quell the party rebellion, said, all right, we'll have a referendum, yes. expecting the referendum not to be passed. Right. Uh, and in fact, the referendum was passed. He resigned and walked out of Parliament. We haven't heard from him since. Egg on his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so his replacement is Theresa May, who never expected to get that job. And she's, uh, she then started off on a very bad note because she then called a, an early general election, which she lost. So she went into the election with a large majority and she came out with no majority and has to rely on the Northern Ireland Democratic Unionist Party, very conservative party. And that's particularly crucial because, as Thomas pointed out, exactly. one of the issues to be addressed yeah. is the question of this border. In Ireland. Because when, Ireland, when Britain entered, that's right, when Britain entered the European Union, yeah. the Republic of Ireland went in on the same day. And that's hard. This time they... round, the Irish have yeah. said, we're not leaving. We love it. Yeah. We'll stay in the European Union. So the problem will then be Northern Ireland will then have a hard border, which will reopen all the issues we had 
at the time of all the violence in Northern Ireland. And so what they've been trying to do is to work out how you can have a border without having a border. Okay, well, so Keith, it does sound, it's, it is complex um, and somewhat... It's, not, it's yeah, easy to understand. Well, Tom, shut up. Uh, what is happening right now with Theresa May and what are her chances of getting a deal through? Oh, what, you don't get it? <laughs> well, she then put up her proposal, yep. um, which was rejected. Uh, so what we had this morning, Australian time, was a series of amendments to her proposals and she's been asked to go back to the European Union to try to get a better deal. The problem is the European Union, which consists of 27 other governments, have said they're not going to change yeah, any just, of the components of the deal. They're just being stoic, aren't they, uh, Dr. Keith? They're just going, no, we don't want to do any of that. We're, yeah, we're he said that in smarter thing. words. He said that in smarter words. I'm the layman, mate. So, Keith, what, <laughs> what, is, uh, what are her chances of getting a deal through? What's it going to take? I think her chances are, are minute. Yeah. Um, the French president's already said they're not going to renegotiate. So, so what, what's going to happen then? Well, it means that at the end of March, March 29 to be precise, yeah. the British will fall out of the European Union, With which no is deal. why people are stockpiling food and pharmaceuticals and emergency arrangements being made, because quite suddenly, Britain is no longer part of the European Union. It's treated as a foreign country, which means that all the goods going in and out of the country will be checked by French customs. So when you say fall out of the, um, uh, the EU, does that mean that like, with no deal made, they just get nothing? Nothing. They'll just walk out. And what does it mean for Australia? Well, it means for Australia that um, Britain will then approach us to try to negotiate our own separate trading deal. Because oh, Britain's go got away, a reason. Go away, get out of town, buddy. Colonialists, eh? Exactly. Well, then, <laughs> Britain has got to negotiate a total of 40 new trade deals oh, the United States with China. Because in the past, this has all been done by the European Union. Oh, now, Britain has got to do it itself. Yeah. And you've also got 700 treaties that, that Britain's part of. So they then need to work out what are they going to do about environmental yeah. regulations, health regulations. Yeah. Have some authority, Tom. Dr. Keith, you've got three doctorates, but to be honest, I feel like I explained all that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it is complicated. Every time nah. you say the word complicated, you're telling the truth. No, yeah. it's easy. Well, it's, it's easy. I explained it, Dr. Keith, in less words than you did, but I am excited <laughs> to download your podcast, Global Truths with Dr. Keith Sutter, now from the Podcast One app or Apple Podcast. Dr. Keith, thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ollie. All bit for nothing. <laughs> you with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. <laughs> you're a hack. High hopes, panic at the disco, new music on Triple M with Tom and Ollie, and we have questions. That's right, Tom. On this show, we do have questions, and I have a very simple question to ask, yeah. uh, and it's a, a quick one as well. Okay. I simply want to know if you are someone, and I assume it's men only, okay. are you someone who owns a singlet that has a hood on the back of oh, it? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No agenda here. No, okay. no, no aspersions made. No comments cast just okay. yet. Simple question. Are you yeah. someone who owns a singlet? Yep. Like a classic singlet, thin fabric yep. that has a hood, hood attached to the back. Probably a bloke's kind of thing. Yep. If you own one of those, give me a call right now. one triple three five three. That number again is one triple three five three. if you own a singlet with a hoodie. To sweeten the deal, I have a copy of the action thriller Bad Times at the El Royale starring Chris Hemsworth, which is out this week on Blu-ray, DVD and digital. So if you give us a call. All explained up next. You could score yourself a copy. You would triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Give us a call. one triple three five three. Rock's Greatest Hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We're also going to open our minds very soon 
to Deep Thought of the Week. We'll jump in the pondering pond in 10 minutes. As you drive home tonight or drive to social sport or whatever you're doing right now, the uh, the topic we are pondering is the singlet, the, 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 the clothing item mm. that is a singlet that has a hoodie attached to the back <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Tom... Creed style for the gamers out there. <laughs> okay, Assassin's Creed style. Well, see, I've asked people who own such an item, a singlet with the hoodie, yeah. to call up. I was in uh, on one triple three five three, and they have done so, and I appreciate that. Um, why do I ask that, Tom? Yeah, why? Uh, I was in Kmart. I went to buy a, a, a like a juicer, like an orange <laughs> juicer. But, you know, where you, you sort of make your fresh juice, for example. And um, as Kmart often does, it yeah. sucks you in a oh, bit. it sucks you in a bit. And there's a lot going on. There's lots of cheap, oh, cheap things. Big ice cube trays for $2.50. <laughs> I'll have four. Oh, dinosaur-shaped ice cubes. Oh, Definitely. I'll have four. I somehow got stuck wandering over to the clothing area. Oh. And I saw a singlet with a hoodie for, I don't know, 10, 12 bucks. Amazing. What a great deal. And buy, I buy. just I just couldn't help I'll have but, four. I couldn't help but wonder... <laughs> What what is their purpose uh, and yeah. and how they're worn? Why they're worn? And you know what? Let's go straight to Jared. It's a, it's a juxta- juxtaposition of a clothing item, it, isn't it? It, it is. Now, Jared, you've called up. You own a singlet with a hoodie. I ask you one simple question on this show. The question is why? 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 Why not? Why? When do you ever want to wear a singlet <laughs> because it's hot? I guess, but then also go. Wouldn't mind the hoodie for what? Ear warmth. Uh, no, I'm more, I'm more of a hat person, so I wear the hoodie with the hat. It's kind of like a windbreaker for me. But then it's like it's it's too hot for where the sleeve, so it's you get that nice little combo going on. Hang but on. isn't it hot? Isn't it isn't in your head hot with the hood? Absolutely not. If if there's a nice breeze, I'm, I live up in the mountains, so if there's a nice little breeze, but it's like you don't want to wear sleeves either. So you want you want that little happy combo, you know the. <laughs> I don't get what is the ideal temperature that you would wear that kind of item in. Oh, probably uh, high 30s. Oh, no, sorry, high 20s. <laughs> high 20s. <laughs> high 20s. Okay, All let's right. move on to Dean. You also own a singlet with a hoodie. I mean, no offense, Dean, but why the hell would you want to wear such an item? I actually got mine for when I went to the gym. For gymming? To look like a badass? Yeah. yeah. To get a but bit of extra thug. What's the hood for at the gym? Uh, I, I put it on my head to keep the sweat out of my eyes. Oh, okay. Oh, so what, the hood's okay. trying to capture some sweat. That's like it's an absorption technique. Not sure that if that, hood's if being that works, for. but okay. D, uh, I didn't think that there was a female version of the singlet with a hood on it. Yeah. <laughs> and when are you wearing it, D? What kind of environment when? calls for a hoodie? Yes, indeed. A hooded singlet. <laughs> I wear an Under Armour one, and mine was about seventy bucks. That's how stupid I. Seventy dollars. <laughs> hey, hey, Kmart. What are you doing? <laughs> But I tell you what, mine was method in madness. I went to New Orleans and Florida, mate, and I wanted to be pissed and not have my hair wet. <laughs> you wanted but to be female. You wanted females to... need it. Okay, I'm I'm confused. Same, Janine. Uh, why would you have a hoodie and on a singlet? I like it for when I go swimming and on a hot day, you get out of the pool put your hoodie on, you're still cool in your singlet and it holds the hair down and, okay. yeah, like a windbreak as well. Yeah, okay. Just, but why don't you wear a hat, Janine? I do wear a hat. Um, if I don't have my cap, though, just go the hoodie. Go the hoodie. Nice and easy. And yeah. Janine, you're a straight lady. Do you find, uh, if you are, do you find men attractive wearing the singlet hoodie? Uh, I can't really say I've seen a guy in a singlet hoodie, but... I uh, don't think it would just depend on the singlet, to be honest. I think it's probably a good thing you haven't seen a man in a singlet and a hoodie because I <laughs> don't think it's needed. Tom and Ollie on Triple M.
Tom and Ollie. Mate, you're so, you've got such a small brain, you pig. Mate. On Triple M. Oh, I love this time of the week, Ollie. I just love it. It's time to let our hair down and take our clothes off and jump in the pondering pond four. Deep thought of the week. It's those thoughts you might have floating around in your head. And sometimes they don't have any use. Right here, they have such a use. Last week, it was so great. It was such a great pondering pond. Take a listen. Jump in my car. Oh, no, no, oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> the Beatles one. jump in my car. Yep, good this. Have you ever seen a fly fly upside down? How does it get on the ceiling? Why do noses run and feet smell? We all put toys on our cars. When they go bald, where does the rubber go? Because the roads don't grow. Oh, right now, you can give us a call on one triple three five three and get involved in this week's deep thought of the week. Yeah, good. I need this, Tom. I've uh, had a busy week, pretty stressed. My mm. head's not in the right space just yet, so looking forward to cooling down, slowing down, and getting some um, really intelligent, insightful thoughts going. Kind of like Richard, what Richard said on uh, Facebook. He said, um, if a nun farts, does it smell heavenly? <laughs> Deep thought of the week. One triple three five three. Join us in the Pondering Pond now for Deep Thought of the Week. We've got copies to give away. Of bad times at the El Royale as well. And, and get naked. Make sure you get naked. Oh, definitely get naked. Yep. It's the only way to do it. Here with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Also, one of us is an Uber driver, which is so exciting. <laughs> and coming up in, uh, in 10 minutes' time, uh, the Uber driver of the group will tell them, tell, tell the other person <laughs> of the group about their first ever Uber driving experience. Will they, Tom? They will. Looking forward to that. I know. Uh, but right now, let's take our clothes off, everyone. And seep into the pondering pond for this week's Deep Thought of the Week. It's where you have those thoughts, right? Some people call them shower thoughts. I don't know why they call them that. But it's where they're just those deep thoughts that you've got. You, you, you might be thinking about them as you fall off to sleep and you go, where can I, who can I tell? Here's the place you can tell them. As you join us in the pondering. That's good, yeah. Now, Tom, uh, there is a new rule. There have, uh, there's new signs you've put up. Oh. New signage. Uh, as you get in the pondering pond, it's like a Japanese bathhouse sort yes. of feel to it. Everyone's naked. But we did notice in summer it was getting a bit salty, a bit sweaty. There was a, there was a slight film on top of the pond, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't nice. So if you are particularly sweaty because of the heat, have a yeah. shower first. Please have a sh- yeah. Have some respect. Have some self-respect and, and have a shower before you get in. The signs we've put up aren't just for the aesthetic. They're not. They're not just there, and that adds to the sign as well. It's no hookups, so that's for you, There's Tom. No hookups, you, Tom, and, and a lot of your mates. Oh, there was a lot of hooking up going on. It's not a place for hookups. Yeah. Deep, deep thought of go, the week. Go to an on-premises venue for that if you want. Wow, Greg, on one triple yeah. three five three. How are you? Hello, guys. Hey, Good. Hey, Greg. Are you naked, Greg? Always. There's only one suit to wear, <laughs> and that's the birthday Greg. suit, Greg. What is your deep thought? Of I've, got, I've got two if you want to hear two, but the oh. one I rung up about was uh, when travelling at the speed of light, what happens when you turn your headlights on? Good one. Deep, Deep thought of the week. Now, if you want to do the second one, Greg, you're going to have to hang up and call back. Call back, all right. Only one thought per yep, call, right. so, so hang, hang up. up. Yep, we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Hey, Ken. Um, are you naked, Ken? Uh, duh, of course. <laughs> Whoa, and whoa, whoa. Good. I don't like the attitude. And have you Ken. showered, Ken, if you're a bit sweaty? Have you showered? I uh, spa this morning and shower later in the day. It was one of those days in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah perfect. You, okay. And so what is your deep thought? Well, you know when you don't actually know your neighbour 
um, and you give them a name, like the creepy old lady up the road. Sure. Yeah. What What's their name for you? Oh. Mm. Good. The, the guy hanging out in his car naked. Deep <laughs> thought of the week. Um, Brett, you're looking quite good in the pondering pond. You've trimmed down a bit. Well done. Thank you. Um, uh, good to see you in the buff. Dad what bod. is your deep thought of the week? How come when you see crows, yeah. they're all the same size, yeah. but you never see their babies? That's a good point. You never see a baby crow. They're all the same size. And you're actually in the pondering pond in the background. Take a listen. Yes. What are they? Are they frogs in the background? Oh, my little baby. They're all naked too. Oh, God. Deep <laughs> thought of the week. You turned creepy, Brett, but uh, for being front. so creepy, I'll give you a copy of Bad Times at the El Royale, which is out this week on Blu-ray, DVD and digital. Well done, Brett. Uh, Matt. Yeah, how you going? You naked, Matt? I sure am. Good boy. Uh, what is your deep thought of the week? Mine is, do you think sand is called sand because it's in between the sea and the land? Yeah, that's good. Definitely the first time I've heard that it's one. Definitely the first definitely time. Deep, deep thought of the week. Well, I'm Matt. Let's close the pondering pondolly up next. I'm going to tell you about my first ever Uber driving shift. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. After nine o'clock, you're going to be able to help shape Naughty After Nine forever. We need your help. But right now, Ollie, I, I am a qualified Uber driver. I have uh, gone through all the steps. <laughs> all the steps to become an Uber driver. All the steps. A lot of steps. Yeah. Uh, a bit of cash you have to fork out as well. And you put a ban on me, Ollie, from talking about my Uber driving yeah. until I did an actual trip. Yeah, well, I had to. I had to intervene, Tom, because every night last week you were coming on the show mm. saying, oh, I'm an Uber driver. And I'd say, have you driven someone? And you'd say, no. And you would just reel off excuses about why you couldn't drive Uber. No, excuse You're me. busy. I, I do not make excuses. Sorry. Just say it one more time, sorry. I do not make excuses. Oh, really? Jump in my car. I didn't want to drive across the weekend. I got things to do. I got pubs to be at. I got pints to drink. That is exactly when people drive Ubers. But during the week, when I have time, I'll do it. The reason why I haven't is because we went to a wedding in the country. The car's dirty. So I had three Big Macs sitting on the passenger seat of the car. So I thought, there's no way I can stop (laughs) and pick up a passenger. The great thing about partnering with Uber, Ollie, is you work (laughs) when you want to work. And actually, I'd prefer to just go home. <laughs> oh, isn't that damning? It's true, Ollie. The, the best thing about king. partnering with Uber is you work when you want. Today, I decided to press go on that app. I went online, Ollie. And no you know way. what? You know what I heard? Hang on. Are you telling me tonight is the tonight, night where you come on the show and tonight, you tonight. say you actually drove someone? I actually drove someone. Oh, oh my! If you're hearing this, you've got no idea how lucky you are. After hearing a man come on and go, not yet, haven't done it. Ollie, I jumped on the app. You know what I heard? Oh. Got my first, got my first ride. I was extremely nervous having my first ride. How does it work? Do you get in the car and then turn it on, or are you sitting at home and you turn it on? Get in the car and turn it on because you have to put your sticker on. You sit in the car you and wait. To, you have to park it in the front of your house. I just drove. I just drove. Like I'm going. I'm going nowhere. I'm just going to drive. So got my first ride. Right. It was from Matt, and Matt was a lovely guy. Were you nervous? Of course I'm nervous. Now this is what this is what you don't know. When you're a new Uber driver, you start off with five stars. So I shouldn't have I shouldn't start really. You shouldn't you, start with five you stars. Just keep the five stars and just not have any rides. Like just oh, keep that in you your bag. But Matt's Matt, the, the first thing he said to me when I when I rolled up to Matt is Matt was kind of going how long have you been doing this? Because you've got a five-star rating. Like, and that's quite high. He noticed. And I went, mate, you're my first ride. You're oh, my first ride for good. It's so good. Matt was lovely. I then went to Ian, right? Ian was a muso, Ollie. So oh, we had okay. a great chat. Yep. 
loved uh, loved old school jazz. He was yep. going over to mate's place to jam. It was so fun. My final trip, yep. Ollie, my final yep. trip was okay. out to the airport. Three trips. God, you were busy. <laughs> Three trips. But you went to the airport. That's the I did. Drive. I did an airport trip, Ollie. I did an airport trip. And it was um it was with Hollywood. Was okay. her name? That's a good name. Holly? Her full name, her first name was Hollywood? No, it was just Holly Dash Wood. I don't know. That, that's just what came up on my screen. I don't know any other details from that. Yeah. She was heading back home to yep. Cairns. Yep. Yep. Lovely, sitting in a car for half an hour with a stranger. Lots of small talk. Was there, how was the chat? The most annoying part is, not, like, no one asked me what I did for my real job. Oh. And I really, really wanted to be cool and go, hey, I work on a radio show. No. So I was they really assume that you were just a full-time driver, mate. But that's, that's the first thing I ask an Uber driver, is what do you do for your full-time job? Is this a job on the side or is this your full-time gig? That's... But, so if you're getting in my Uber, guys, you need to ask me what I'm doing. That's outrageous. You're so, a talent. So I worked for three trips, Ollie. I worked for three trips. I'm I, I'm happy to say that I still have my five-star ratings. That's I good. I got, ask you that. I got so. three five-star reviews, yep. which I'm very happy about. The, the last piece of the puzzle is, of course, the earnings. The oh, earnings wow. of how much how much did I get for the three well, trips? The whole point of this whole escapade of you driving Uber was to make some money yep. for a couple of reasons, but saving some cash. Saving some cash, Ollie. I worked for two hours and 19 minutes today. Two hours and 19 minutes. I received a total of $37.17. <laughs> okay, quick bit of math. That's yep. about $16 I've worked it out, Ollie. an hour. $15.93 an hour. Do you know what the minimum wage is in Australia? $18.30. Tom and Ollie. On Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, Tom, just to recap, you just yep. shared with us your Uber driving escapades. Your very first drive was today. Mate, I'm an Uber driver. Hit me up After on the app. After two months of doing it. Now, a couple of lies yeah. uh, that you, you've revealed that you... First, you said you had three passengers. Yeah. You didn't tell them you worked in radio. No, no, no. Once they didn't the ask so- that I worked and for War Hour work. And you told everyone that you didn't mention it. Then during that uh, song, you did mention, actually, I told one person that I, I worked in radio. I told Ian, who was the musician, who so, was going to jam with his mates, I did say I worked in yeah, radio. So you couldn't help but uh, lie about that. And then you just said then uh, that, uh, you know, 40 bucks, 40 two hours bucks. work. A couple of hours work. How good's that? You That's said to awesome. me. It wasn't doing much, just driving. And I stared you dead in the face and I said, No, it's below minimum wage. <laughs> it's not good. It's so, but good on you for being positive. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, good yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Tom, uh, we have a grand plan for this year. Last mm. year we covered off erotic fiction. Mm. What is on the cards for Naughty After Nine this year? Mm. We'll reveal all up next, but let's just say. Some sexy literature might return. Oh, Ollie, it's going to be a joy. With Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. It is Triple M's Tom and Ollie, and we have questions. Tom, Naughty After Nine was given uh, a red-hot crack last year. Mm. We really, uh, and we leaned heavily into uh, erotic fiction, didn't we? Carol yeah. Queen had a compilation book. Uh, oh, here it is. Off mic there. Uh, five Minute Erotica, 35 Passionate Tales of Sex and Seduction. Yeah. And we got through, with the help of a lot of celebrities and yeah. comedians and... Um, Others, uh, we got through a, a great number of sexy stories. Yes, but we thought to ourselves, you know, what does twenty nineteen mean? Yeah, for Naughty After Nine, where do we head? What is what's new territory? What's exciting territory? Mm. And I've been thinking that maybe we leave the fiction behind, the erotic oh, yeah. fiction, but keep it erotic, and go a, down a more educational path, because there's a book that was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds weird when I say it, but <laughs> The Joy of Sex yes. is a classic novel. I don't know if you know it well, Tom, but I know that my mother had a, a, 
a copy in her bookshelf. And look, as a young man, I definitely... Well, it's because it was illustrated, wasn't it? It, it was, was illustrated. It... it was by Alex Comfort, Ollie. Okay. Alex and Comfort, yeah, the published hand... in 1972. The hand-drawn pictures were a, a big, big feature of the book, and they certainly got me yeah. confused at yeah. times, but also intrigued. Uh, and I know that the one copy that I know exists is at my mother's house. At okay. least that's what I recall. So you want to get a copy of The Joy of Sex and you want to get celebrities to read out elements of this book okay. instead of instead of this uh, erotic fiction that we did last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm saying put the fiction aside and okay. let's work through an educational book that right. might teach us a bit about sex, yeah. uh, at least from the 70s okay. and how they did it then. Yeah. And we'll work through it with celebrities. That's a good idea. Okay. I hadn't really thought about who exactly would read it. But okay. yeah, celebrities is a, is a good idea or well, comedians. Can we get on to your mum then? And see if she's got a copy of the book. I thought I'd cure up here to oh. ask her whether she still had it because oh. I know that um, she certainly did have it. Yeah, Good evening, it? Mum. Hi there, boys. Now, oh, hi. Uh, hi, Annie. I, I certainly, as a younger boy, about 12 years old, would look at the, the, oh. spot, the yeah, spine. I wasn't aware that you did that. I look, wasn't when when you're twelve, where it came out of the bookcase. But, when um, you when you're a young man, you see you, you see the joy of sex on, on in a bookshelf. You definitely when you're not home, oh, right. it, de- it definitely okay. came out of the bookshelf. It, so it did, to speak. All right. Well, I guess that's healthy. Look, it was it was truly shocking at the time, but what? also fascinating because it's a hand drawn picture of of intimate of lovemaking, isn't it? Look, from memory, yes, it is. I did buy it in, I know the date on the book, it was 1978, so I would have been 21. Wow. And you bought it? I bought it because everyone bought it. We all bought it. So was it a classic at the time? Absolutely. What's going on? I think it taught us a lot about technique. You know, I mean, I was a nursing student. I had a lot of anatomy and physiology in my day-to-day life. Oh, my God. But you didn't have your parents and I was, a, you know, a baby boomer. We were told nothing about sex. So I didn't know anything about sexual technique. And well, I think the joy of sex put it out there for us. Okay, wow. good. Can, can we borrow it? Uh, no. Why, why not? You want it all to yourself, Annie? No. We moved house out of the family home last year. Oh, and, okay. you know, there is a this is a nice segue into when oh, you move house, if you don't... Get joy from an object, <laughs> and you should let it go. Is that a Maria Kondo? Mari Kondo. You've been watching Conmari. You've been doing that from Netflix, that that TV show that's taking the world by the storm. Joy of sex was no longer giving me joy. Oh. After 40 years in my bookcase, it's been tossed. Oh. Getting dusty, was it? It certainly has been tossed. It was tossed Very back dusty. in the day oh, as well, Annie. It's been getting tossed for a while. So is that because you, you, you'd mastered this, the sex? I mastered or? the yeah. technique. Yeah. I didn't need it anymore. So where is it now? Oh, look, probably in some teenager's hands out of a bookshop. <laughs> I hope they're enjoying it. So you've given it away. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good news. It means the book is solid. It helped you out okay. at some point in your life All as right. a 20-year-old. Annie, thank yep. you so much for joining us, mate. No worries, boys. I uh, wish you could help us out more. Get back to the park that you're at with the yeah. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> but 13353 is our phone number. We would love if you could help us out here. Oh, you're going to ask people to give for their copy? I thought mum could help us out. Obviously, she's given it away. That's a bit annoying. Yeah. But if mum had it, if she's saying all her friends bought it, Maybe you also have a no, copy of The Joy of Sex. There's no way that there's. This is a long shot. There, nobody's going to have no, this book, Ollie. It's a classic. It, it, no. I, I think it's an institution, Tom. If I'm, if I know anything about this book, and well, I, you, you know it intimately. I spent some time with it. Intimately, um, we'd, we'd love your help because if you can give it to us, yeah. you will be rewarded by being the person who offers the book up. We will hopefully get to revisit it, use it again and again with a number of 
famous people. Who okay, knows? so the celebrities will read your name each time they're reading this book. Let's say Gavin calls up and says, G'day, boys. I've got a copy of The Joy of Sex. You can have yeah. it. Every time we get it out, we'll say, thanks to Gavin, we've got The Joy of Sex here. So oh, incentive oh, is there for you to offer huge. up The Joy of Sex. Either you have it yourself or know. you know someone like your mum, like you've got a funny old mum like me or, or, or a sibling or something has it. Let us know. All right. The biggest long shot ever. Do you have the book? called The Joy of Sex by Alex Comfort. Give us a call on one triple three five three. Please, hold your applause. <laughs> Jackson Brown, running on empty. It is Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We do this thing sometimes after 9 o'clock called Flirty 9.30 where we get celebrities and comedians, same thing, to read a, a piece of erotic fiction. It's, it's very funny. It's very good. <laughs> But this year, Look at you like, tooting your own horn, <laughs> you tosser. Uh, but this year we've tried. It was so to good, we're going to change it. Uh, it was that good, we've changed tack yeah, completely, yeah. Tom, to a new book. Um, yes, we have. Uh, the book you've you've you brought it to the table. It's called The Joy of Sex. It, it was a big part of your childhood. It seemed like oh. you had a big, hard look at the book <laughs> as oh. a as a kid, didn't you? Well, no comment on that. I mean, I, you looked. Quite I, well, I definitely enjoyed the book. Um, it, oh. It's a it's a hand hand written, no, hand drawn book about sex called yeah. The Joy of Sex. And look, we we had a long shot. We asked if anyone on one triple three five three had a copy of The Joy of Sex written by Alex Comfort hanging around at their house that they could possibly lend to us for all the new celebrities and new comedians that might come into the studio to yeah. read this out for us. Mm, no bites, no bites as yet. No takers. But no. I I've done a post on Instagram at okay. our at our page Tom and Ollie, okay. and you can go. And and, uh, and find us there. If you yeah. do have the book at home. Or Facebook at Tom and Ollie yeah, as well. Get in touch. The yes. Joy of Sex. What's the full title, Tom? It is The Joy of Sex, A Gourmet Guide to Love Making. Now, I've actually been doing a bit of reading up about The Joy of Sex. Yeah. There, there's a book, have right, okay. that was released in 1936 called The Joy of Cooking. It was it sold like 36 million copies worldwide. So the idea behind The I'll Joy get, of we'll Sex. get that book instead. No. <laughs> no sounds well, great. The idea behind The Joy of Sex was to replicate or to, to, to go along the same approach as cookbooks, but use it for sex. Oh. So that's why it's called The Joy of Sex, A Gourmet Guide to Love Making. Okay, is that right? The interesting thing as well is, Ollie, uh, the original version was illustrated by a guy called Chris Foss, who did the black and white line drawings. Which are interesting. They're a bit like yesterday we were discussing Yowies, those sightings <laughs> of those hairy apes in, in, you know, that are mythical beasts. The drawings and the joke yeah. sex are much like that. Well, there was Chris Foss and another guy called Charles Raymond. He did the colour paintings. Now, the interesting part about this is, is that Chris Foss, to get these paintings done, took photos of Charles Raymond, the guy that did the colour paintings. Oh. He took pictures of Charles Raymond and his wife. Doing it. Doing it, Whoa. and then and then drew it. Whoa. So Chris and Charles had a pretty cool relationship. <laughs> well, it was the 70s, man. I mean, everyone's doing drugs and having threesomes. Uh, the illustrations, it says here, the illustrations have become somewhat dated, mainly because of changes in hairstyles. <laughs> oh, the men, when I was a kid reading this book, our mum had a copy, and I would get off the bookshelf, and the men were so hairy. It was truly a shock. I'd be like, I don't want to become like that man. <laughs> Sean, you actually, uh, you, you remember reading this book when you were 11 years old. I certainly do, mate. Sean, same here. I've got uh, fond but confused memories. How did you find the book? Uh, quite educational at the time. Mm. <laughs> yes. You had a big hard look at the book, did you, Sean? <laughs> oh, well, it's sort of... Uh, a long hard look. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, at the yeah. time, yeah, quite young, but uh, very educational and, uh, yeah, very fond memories. Were you reading it or mostly just looking at the pictures, the drawings? <laughs> no, I was actually reading it at that really? time. Really? Yeah. Smarter than me. Was that kind of your first 
kind of introduction to sex as an 11-year-old? Um, yeah, in a way, yes, it was. And where'd you find it? At home or at the library? No, it was at home, just in the cupboard. Oh, Good on your mum and dad. Now, you don't have a copy of this book, do you, these days? Not today. Okay. Well, look, 13353, if you do have a copy, get in touch now. By the way, content warning for this as well. Michael, you reckon that your parents might have a copy for us? Uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, I think uh, they do. I reckon uh, they do, Michael. <laughs> those bloody shenanigans going on at your parents' house. Uh, yeah, um, I've seen it about probably about a year ago Moving in their on. room. Um, okay. The old room, my, my room. In um, your room? Why do they have a copy of it in your old room, mate? <laughs> sex room now? Oh. That's not to know. No, um, we don't want to go into it. It's that, a library please. now. Well, Michael, is there any chance you could do some digging for us and see if you can get this book? Yeah, I can, I can have a look for it and oh. see if I can um, find it. Yeah, go oh. sniffing around your old room. Oh, Make sure your parents aren't in there having a go. When are you, when are you at your parents' place uh, next? Uh, well, they actually moved out, so I live there now. You live there now, so you're, going, you're on the way home now. Yeah, I'm on my way now. Oh, oh great. All right, Michael. How long till you're at home, buddy? Uh, probably about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. All right, perfect. We'll give you a call back before the end of the show and see if you can find this book for us. All right, you know what? Oh, perfect. All right, Michael is right. here to save the day. But don't I'll... trust Michael. If you can get your hands on the book, you know, he could fall through. <laughs> Still get in touch. Yeah, true. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. It's Rock's Greatest Tits here on Triple M. We have questions with Tom and Ollie. I didn't say tits, Ollie. I didn't say tits. I said Rock's Greatest Hits. You, wow. No, you, you misogynist. Dare. Well, oh. I better do this then. A Tom and Ollie content warning. Yeah, baby. Tom and Ollie's oh. Naughty After Nine. Don't do that action. Uh, Ollie, uh, last year it was, uh, it was a year where we got uh, celebrities to read erotic fiction. And I reckon it ended up being a little bit too smutty. Here's Hamish Blake reading erotic fiction. He ripped it off and <laughs> silly on the well-adjusted shoe-shining chair he'd adjusted earlier. You know what, 2019 I wouldn't say is... too smutty. I'd say uh, appropriately smutty. An appropriate amount of smut. A very appropriate amount of smut, no, Tom. No, 2019, it's time to clean it up. It's time to get educational, Ollie, which is when you uh, told us about a book that your mum used to have. You used to read it as a kid. Very, very... Read it a lot. <laughs> Might have a long, hard read of The Joy of Sex, Tom. The Joy of Sex is a very famous book. It uh, came out in 1972. It was by Alex Comfort, and it was uh, an illustrative guide to having sex. Um, we think that this will be a great book, an educational book for celebrities to read out, and we can all get educated on sex. Yeah, I think it'd be great. It'd be cha- it will actually be luring in people to talk about their own sex lives without mm. them knowing mm. because they'll start reading it. That. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not hearing this. Um, but we had a call from Michael because we did put the call out on 13353. Does anyone have a copy of The Joy of Sex lying around? It was at the New York Times bestseller list. It was a very famous book. Michael called us before. Michael, you reckon your parents had a copy in your old bedroom and that's where you are right now. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. Oh, You've my. just arrived home. Your parents have moved out. You're living in their house. Very com- a strange situation. Why did your parents move out? No, no we don't have time, there. Ollie. We don't have time. Michael, have you yep. had a look for this copy of The Joy of Sex? Yep. I tore the house apart. I couldn't okay. find it, but I've got good news. Yep. Um, I spoke to mum and dad. They've got it. <laughs> They're using it right now. I hope not. <laughs> but they've got it. They've yeah. got The Joy of Sex. Yeah. Will, will they part with it for us? Yeah, that's fine. So I'll be able to get my hands on it in about a week. Oh, all right? my God. Michael, right. this is perfect, mate. All right. 
This um, is awesome. Each time a celebrity reads from this book, it will be thanked. Fr- it'll be from Michael. Thank, thanks to you, Michael. Thanks to you, Michael. That's all right. What do yeah. we thank Michael's parents? <laughs> yeah, what are your parents' names? George and Vicky. George, George and Vicky. Vicky. It's all thanks to Michael, George and Vicky for the joy well, And it's sex. thanks to George and Vicky to have Michael as well. Because <laughs> yeah. of the joy yeah. of sex, Michael. <laughs> uh, very well. good, mate. Thank you so much for looking for us. And we can't wait to get our grubby little hands on this book. Thanks, yeah. mate. Give it a clean That's first, right. Michael. Anytime. Yep, <laughs> we'll do. Don't worry. Thanks, <laughs> A used copy. Bye-bye. That was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Tom and Ollie. Yeah.